The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Pacific Life. Protecting generations of families for 150 years, that's the power of Pacific. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Tuesday, November 21st. In today's news, eight women accused television host Charlie Rose of sexual misconduct as several other men come under scrutiny. The Trump administration ends immigration protections for nearly 60,000 Haitians, and North Korea is back on the list of state sponsors of terrorism. But first, the big idea. President Trump and his political appointees at the Justice Department insist that the federal government's lawsuit Monday to block AT&T from acquiring Time Warner is not retribution for CNN's coverage of the White House. But there are several good reasons to be dubious of their denials. AT&T Chief Executive Randall Stevenson was adamant yesterday that he will not agree to sell CNN in order to placate Trump and buy its parent company. He described the issue as, quote, the elephant in the room. Trump denies making the decision, which would constitute a pretty clear abuse of presidential power, but he does not deny expressing a preference for how it should go. With that in mind, here are a few reasons to be dubious of the government's claims that CNN had nothing to do with their lawsuit to stop an $85 billion acquisition. The president has obviously made no secret of his disdain for CNN. He's called it fake news repeatedly. Trump has also made no secret of his disrespect for the independence of the Justice Department. He has called the institution a joke and a laughingstock. His public feud with Attorney General Jeff Sessions has been ongoing for months. Why would Trump prize the autonomy of the antitrust division any more than he did the FBI? In every other area of the government, the Trump administration is bending over backwards to boost big business. This lawsuit is ideologically inconsistent and discordant with the rest of their agenda. The biggest critics of this merger have been hard-left liberals who oppose the concentration of corporate power, so it's odd to see Trump's DOJ throw in their chips with people like Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. At the same moment DOJ is filing suit, meanwhile, FCC Chairman Ajit Pai is moving swiftly to get rid of net neutrality rules that were put in place during the Obama administration. And, very notably, the head of the antitrust division has changed his view on this issue to match the president's. Back in October 2016, only a year ago, Makan Del Rahim said during a television interview, quote, I don't see this as a major antitrust problem. I think these folks would have an easier route toward approval compared with other deals. Trump says publicly that it was Del Rahim who made the decision. White House officials have also previously hinted that Trump might wade into the antitrust process. One source explained to the Financial Times earlier this month why the deal is facing extra scrutiny. Quote, it's all about CNN. The New York Times reported over the summer that White House advisors were discussing using the merger as a potential point of leverage to try manipulating the tenor of CNN's coverage. Politico reported in July, before Steve Bannon went back to Breitbart News, that the then White House chief strategist was internally pushing the idea of blocking the merger. The Wall Street Journal reported just two weeks ago that Trump's son-in-law and senior aide, Jared Kushner, met with a top executive at Time Warner earlier this year and told him that 20% of the cable network's staff should be fired in response to their coverage of the 2016 election. Finally, there are no precedents for this kind of lawsuit succeeding. Until very recently, this looked like a done deal because previous administrations, including Barack Obama's, allowed vertical mergers that didn't involve direct competitors. 
Comcast's deal to buy NBC in 2011, for example, was very similar to this transaction. AT&T is making clear that it's willing to go to court and fight this. They theoretically could compel the Justice Department to turn over any internal correspondence related to this, which might expose potential political meddling from the White House. The company's case would be much stronger if it could establish in court that the opposition of the government is the result of a desire to silence a dissenting voice. So stay tuned. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, more men have been accused of sexual misconduct, including Charlie Rose of CBS. Eight women have accused Rose of making unwanted sexual advances toward them, including lewd phone calls, groping, and walking around naked in their presence. CBS News says it has placed more on suspension, and PBS News and Bloomberg have stopped distributing his show. Another journalist, White House correspondent Glenn Thrush of the New York Times, has been suspended as well, while the company investigates allegations of sexual misconduct. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, BuzzFeed reports that the longest-serving House member, Representative John Conyers, a Democrat of Michigan, settled a $27,000 wrongful dismissal complaint from a former employee who claimed that she was fired for not succumbing to his sexual advances. Meanwhile, another woman has come forward to accuse Senator Al Franken, a Democrat of Minnesota, of groping her at the state fair. He says he doesn't remember meeting her and continues to resist calls to step down. Number two. The Trump administration announced it will end immigration protections for nearly 60,000 Haitians living in the U.S. under a protection known as temporary protected status. This status allowed Haitians to temporarily stay and work in the United States after Haiti was struck by a devastating earthquake in 2010. The protection is set to expire in July of 2019, which allows Haitians an 18-month window to return to Haiti or legalize their status in the United States. This decision is controversial because Haiti is still recovering from a hurricane that has decimated the island. Number three, President Trump has redesignated North Korea as a state sponsor of terrorism in order to increase pressure on Pyongyang. Nations designated as state sponsors of terror face several additional sanctions. Trump vowed that the Kim Jong-un regime will face further sanctions in the near future. This move comes a decade after George W. Bush removed the rogue nation from the list for meeting nuclear inspection requirements. North Korea later violated the agreement. And that's The Daily 202 for Tuesday, November 21st. You can read much more about what's really going on with the AT&T Time Warner deal at WashingtonPost.com Daily 202. Thanks so much for listening. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>